Hi, I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy with another Global Real Estate School podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining or if you're watching via our YouTube channel, I'm excited that I have a special guest with us today and his name is Jason Malabute. I hope I pronounced your last name correctly, Jason. You did. Great. Uh, Jason reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and said, Hey, I'd love to be on the podcast. He does some, he does some real estate investing and I love to intermingle. I just finished doing uh, five different podcasts covering test information for the exam. And that's what we cover a lot on the, sh the show, but I think it's good for our real estate agents and and those listening to to recognize that really you're getting your real estate license does not mean you have to sell residential homes as a real estate salesperson you could be an appraiser you could be a property manager i mean commercial broker global real estate and yes as jason will tell us you could be an in investor so jason thank you again for being on the show tell tell the audience a little bit about yourself and and what made you get into real estate investing? Sure. So my name is Jason. Um, I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Uh, <clears throat> um, back in 2015, that's when I became a CPA, a certified public accountant, and and uh, I was doing somebody's tax return. One of my clients. And what I noticed was that my client was was making passive income every single month from his property without him doing anything. And uh, that's how I first got intrigued into real estate investing. So now, and then I I love that, and I want I want you to continue. But some of our listeners and viewers might be saying, "Well, what's passive income?" Explain to the audience when you you're a CPA. And by the way, uh, Jason and I talked. We've talked briefly before we got on this, and I want I want everybody to hear Jason's story because he's had some challenges he's had to overcome as an individual, and yet you didn't let that keep you on the sideline, you're like, hey, I'm going to get in there and get my CPA and become an investor. But talk to us about passive income. Well, explain that to the group. So so there's two kinds of income, right? There, there's active income that's, that you actually getting out of bed every single morning, getting in your car, going to your work, doing your job. And then you getting a paycheck every person. Right. Um, that's an active income. Active income, your job, you get up, go to work, and receive a paycheck. Gotcha. Exactly. So passive income then would be um, and then like we, a side hustle? <laughs> no, so, so a passive income is something that that's paying you. I mean, even if you're not working, even when got you're sleeping. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's income you're going to be receiving 
just on the side from the investment you've made. Interesting. So you saw your clients making all of this passive income and you probably thought, hmm, there must be something to investing in real estate. Yeah, so so uh, let me rewind, right? Because as you were mentioning, um, I grew up with some talent issue growing up and that to be more specific, um, I grew up with cerebral palsy. And uh, for our listeners that doesn't know what is cerebral palsy, that is a physical condition that affects your motor skills and also your speech, right? So so some people have a mild form of disability cerebral palsy and some people have a really severe former cerebral palsy. So growing up, my dad always told me, son, you have to get into entrepreneurship because it's going to be hard for you to get a high paying job because you're going to be competing with people who don't have a disability. So I so I always had that in the back of the mind, in the back of my mind, but I didn't know exactly what kind of business I wanted to get into until that paper day when I was doing my client's taxes. And then, then I finally connected the dots of, of a real estate investing. Interesting. So now you, you do not live in ca uh, California now. You're in the Midwest, correct? Actually, actually I'm in California now. Okay, gotcha. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. And and uh um, um I know you're seeing, seeing that the majority of your audience are real estate agents and brokers. And, and they are very important to real estate investors like me because um because they are the gate holders. And the gate holders to the deals that we are looking for. So gotcha. it's important for the it's important for the real estate investor to know how to work with a real estate agent and brokers in their market. And then vice versa, it's important for brokers to know how to work with 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 a real estate investors that's that's living outside of the market. Great, very interesting. Now, I want to ask you. There's a lot I want to unpack because I'm very fascinated about this. First of all, tell us about um, tell tell us about the first investment you made. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so uh, the first investment I made was out in Indianapolis, Indiana. And and uh, it was a it was a single family house. Um, it was at eighty thousand dollars was the price back in two thousand nineteen, and uh, everybody said that I was crazy. They were saying, <laughs> "What are you doing buying properties in another state?" Yeah, that's that oh. was my first question. That was my first thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, they were they were saying that people were going to take advantage of you, so on and so forth. But but um, what happened was 
they didn't know that I, I take team building very seriously. And I made sure that I had the correct team members in the Indianapolis market to make sure that that deal goes well. And uh, actually, a couple of years later, I sold that property for $105,000. So I made $25,000 in profit. Wonderful, yeah. And, and I always tell people that that's one of the cool things about getting your real estate license. And that's, of course, this is Global Real Estate School. And I have a couple of other channels that I do podcast on that we may put this on. But real estate agents who invest in real estate, that's where you can really do well and shine. And what I love what you just said is putting the right team together. So if we have a listener and they have an investment property, they can contact you if they even though it's in another state, you might have other work for them or their brokerage to do some um, to do some property management for them. Yes, and uh, especially right now, as we go into a downturn in the recession, we're going to see a shift. And uh, most of the buyers doing a downturn, it's going to be, it's going to be real estate investors. And, uh, and uh, if you are a seller right now, um, there's nothing wrong with you selling right now. Um, because, I have, because I have personally bought properties um, that needed a lot of work. Um, every single week there was a new work order. Um, and then um, there was problem tenants. So, so um, during that time, I had to make a decision. What's more important to me, getting the price I want, or or um, walking away from this thing and and um. Uh, moving on with my life. So so like um, as a seller, that's something that you need to um contemplate on. Interesting. Now tell our audience your first house property you bought, did you deal with a lender in Indiana or yes. and and how did you structure the down payment or were, <laughs> was there any creative financing you did or was that just a pretty straight a uh, finance? Yeah, so for the first deal that I did, um, it was pretty, it was pretty straight up. Um, um, I was able to get eighty thousand as a bride because I paid cash for that property. Um, and then later on, once we stabilized it, I just went to our bank and I got my money back. Um, however, um. In future deals that I, that I did, um, I did do more creative ways of our financing deals and also doing deals. Um, for those that don't know, I've I've done the Burr method as well, which stands for buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. Right. And I've done that several times where I purchased a property, rehabbed it, then refinanced it to pull my cash out. 
was able to rent that property to cover my debt service, which is in the investor world, that's your mortgage and interest and principal and taxes and insurance, but I was able to cover that and make a cash flow. And so the key is taking that money. And, and I, what I did was I was pyramiding or buying, using a property, refurbishing it so that it, the, the value could get up. And then I would rent that out, cover the payment and I would had freed up all of my equity. And so I could buy other properties. It now, uh, so it works, and I want our listeners, and you don't have to go out and spend $3,000 for some weekend course. Uh, you find a good real estate agent, and they can walk you through that process and help you out. But what are things, uh, because I'd love our listeners to know, if they were going to pitch a property to you, do you like to see comparable solds? Or what, what do you ask? What kind of information would you want me to provide you about Farmington, Missouri to help you make a decision on a property? So, so um, um, now, now that I'm in multi-family, um, it's a little bit different compared to single family um, because multi-family is valued on the, on the net operating income of the property. How, however, when I was still in single family homes, what was important to me back then was the was the comps, right? Because single family homes are based on the comps. And uh, one mistake that I made when I was first starting was that um, um I I used comps of properties that were similar, but they but they had more upgraded finishings. Like for example, they had gone um no um much nicer countertops, um more amenities. So so obviously that's gonna have a a higher value compared to a property that has a rental finish to it. Very fascinating. Very good. You know, one of the things I talk about a lot, Jason, today is um, trying to encourage people to move forward with their lives. I had some challenges a number of years ago um, where I sold my real estate company, went to work for a bank, bought a pick your own blueberry blackberry farm. And within a matter of a few months, and I tell this story, some people have heard it. I'm unemployed because the bank I went to work for was on the watch list. I'd signed a non-compete clause. The only thing I'd ever done since I was 18 is sell real estate. And so I have a non-compete clause. I can't sell. The bank I went to work for is uh, in some trouble with the federal government. Uh, so they can't expand into Farmington and uh, the economy was crashing and, and we had a late spring freeze and lost our crop. And I always tell people, you know, it's just finances. You've had challenges with your physical uh, situation. I mean, how, what, what advice or encouragement would you give our viewers and listeners to really I mean, what what gets you motivated or what keeps you going? Because I'm sure there's probably times when you get discouraged or, yes. but I mean, 
you you and I've had a couple of conversations. I admired how you followed up with me and you were uh, you didn't bug me, but you were like, hey, I want to be on your podcast. And so many of our so many of us get in real estate and we we get afraid to pick up the phone and call somebody. But walk us through. I mean, what what keeps you motivated and what makes you. So so I. I tell this story all the time, right? Like, like uh, when you have super policy, obviously society's expectations for you is really low. Um, however, I remember, I remember being a kid, being a child, and I remember like laying down in bed and telling myself, no, um, I have higher expectations for myself than what society, you know, has for me. And and I the, love that. Yeah, that's great. And and the, one day, um, people are going to see me, just like how I see myself. And and the. That's the thing that I love about. That's the thing that I'm so appreciative about real estate is that it has created a stage. It has created a vehicle for me to actually create value out there. Because with like, um, let's be honest, right? Like, um, if I wasn't doing what I was doing, you would not be interviewing me right now on the podcast. So. Yeah. And, you know, to have your CPA, that's no easy task. I'm sure sometimes people, as you said, their expectations of you are probably very low. And I'm sure you're probably thinking at times, hey, I'm a CPA. <laughs> CPA. I mean, that's a a huge achievement. So very, very good. So, and then you don't have to give us numbers, but what kind of portfolio do you have now? And are you in various states or have you sold several things and you're looking for new properties or? Exactly. So, so uh, actually I have liquidated my portfolio um, as of March, March of last year, um, because I because I wanted to transition from a single family to multi-family. And, gotcha. and uh, I'm a big fan of focus, you know. So 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 when I am all in and on something, I'm really all in. So that's so why I sold my single family, family homes and I actually stepped away from my accounting job so that I could focus. 100% of the multi-family side. Yeah, very cool. And and their multi-family is very good. You know, that's the interesting thing about investing because you do have single family, multi-family. Uh, and I don't know if you've considered this, but we have a um, couple of areas that are kind of vacation spots. We have Branson, Missouri, where uh, very popular for people to go and it's kind of, um, you know, similar to Las Vegas, but it's more family oriented. But when I say similar to Las Vegas, not the gambling, but the shows and the things you can do, uh, similar, more similar to Nashville, I guess I should say. <laughs> but, uh, but Brand, I have some friends, Jason and Branson, 
who have invested in Airbnbs, condos that they've converted to Airbnbs. And they're telling me, John, they're rented every night. And the cash flow they're receiving off of those properties are crazy. But so you have Airbnbs. It's a whole new investment side that people are getting into. Government properties, warehouses, office buildings, the list can go on and on. So um, Jason, I just appreciate you so much coming on and sharing your uh, your wisdom with us and your insights and, and really just sharing your story and reminding all of us to just look at each day and be grateful and, and go forward. But I also want our listeners to be and viewers to be able to pitch some properties to you if they're real estate agents, send some deals Jason's way and he can take a look at those. So we'll have Jason's contact information in the show notes, but anything else you want to add before we say goodbye? Yeah. So um, I just wanted to say that I know that for a lot of people, as you, as you mentioned, um, they want to get into real estate. However, it's scary, right? Um, it is, it's scary to pull the trigger for the first time and go and buy your first property. So, so I'm, I'm a, I've been there, and, uh, and uh, luckily for me, I have I have gone over that hurdle, and uh, that's why I just wanted to say, you know, like um, 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 for those who are interested, you guys can go to www.jasonmalaputi.com slash free, and uh, you guys can download my free ebook. It's called Eight things that almost destroyed my real estate business, so that so, so that you guys can learn from my mistakes. Great, excellent. Yeah, we'll have that in the show notes as well for everyone. Well, Jason, thank you so much. Last question, I have to ask you just a fun question on the side. So you're in Los Angeles. Do you see any any uh, celebrities on from time to time while you're out there? Or yeah, so so. Uh, I have seen a lot of celebrities, especially when I go to the airport. Um, however, um, the last celebrity that I bumped into was actually um, Shaquille O'Neal. I bumped into him at a real estate conference in Charlotte. Oh, cool. Right. Right. Thank you for right. listening right. to the podcast well, Jason, for Global so Real Estate School. I'm John Mayfield, time. the real estate right, tech guy. Go out and make it a great day.